Welcome to Healing in Doses. I'm Siobhan and it's time for some sky magic, babies. This is the third installment of our astrology series. And after a long hiatus dealing with all things Aries, I am back to set you up for all things April 2018. For April, we're going to switch the format up a little bit. This series will come in weekly segments as opposed to the monthly segments we had in previous episodes. It's truly a transitional time and April has so much going on. I just could not get it done in a monthly segment. I really needed to break these things down for everyone week by week uh, for the benefit of myself and for those of you that are listening. So you are going to get a true healing in doses format uh, with our weekly segments really diving into what's happening in a seven day period. Before we really get into April, I just want to take a minute to acknowledge what the hell happened in March. Woo! March was a doozy. Like most folks, I was waist deep in Aries energy from the start of the month and waist deep in that retrograde wave we are still feeling. Yes, my friends, we are still feeling Mercury retrograde. We're not out of the woods yet. From today till about April 15th, we are heavily immersed in the retrograde cycle. From, uh, for more information on that, I did do a larger piece on it in the March episode towards the end. So if you want to get really into what this Aries energy is all about in retrograde, uh, what does it feel like when Mercury is in Aries and equally what it feels like when it's in retrograde, go ahead and take a look at that episode uh, and take a listen to that. Ultimately, what's happening and what I feel myself and what I, uh, in conversation, I know others are feeling is simply this failure to launch with our ideas, our actions, our desires, all of it kind of feeling stuck or stalled by some unseen force, sometimes a force that we are making up all by ourselves, but it is typically a force that we really can't put our finger on. Although much of it is probably in our heads, what this cycle is really calling to us is a need to slow the hell down, right? We got to chill. We got to keep it simple. You may want to go, go, go. I may want to go, go, go. But this cycle is calling attention to that very impulse, that very impulsiveness that gets us a lot, that gets a lot of us in trouble uh, and really pushing us to be still, And it's asking us to plan, 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 reassess, reconfigure, write things down, reread them multiple times, get a second opinion and prepare, 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 prepare so that when it is time, when Mercury goes direct, when a lot of other planets go direct, we can successfully run full force into our dreams. So retrogrades are not your enemy. They may feel like an adversary if all you want to do is move. It is a necessary stopping point that the cosmos puts in place for us because most of us ain't going to do it on our own. So we got Mercury retrograde to kind of blame for that. The problems we have with retrograde, the issues that come up with a retrograde is typically 
typically happens when people don't respond to the retrograde well. So if you are resisting the shit, if you're not embracing the slowdown, yeah, it's, it's going to hit you. It's going to hit you in the chest a couple of times. But if you are open to the peace and the stillness and the settling that the retrograde can bring you, then you may not feel it as strongly uh, as some of your counterparts, as your peers, or maybe even your family members. So it's something to keep in mind because we are part of this human web together. So even if you may not be feeling it as strongly as other people, if your natal chart isn't responding to this as um, feverishly as other individuals, their actions uh, will cause a ripple effect that at some point can affect you. So it's important to pay attention, not just to yourself, but how these types of aggressive cycles can affect those around you as well. With that said, let's get into week one of April, April 1st through the 7th. Uh, This upcoming week will feel a little topsy-turvy as there will be equal parts push and pull. The theme of this week is temperance. For those of you who study tarot, the temperance card in the deck corresponds to the alchemy of energy. It's all about balance, finding it, holding on to it, leveraging it when need be. You will need balance all this week. We all will. There are equal parts, harmony and tension scattered around the cosmos for all of us to indulge in. So let's get into it. So in this episode, we are going to be talking about a few aspects For those of you that don't know what aspects are, it's just a fancy term for relationships. Planets, celestial bodies, they make aspects to each other. They have a certain relationship to each other that's really defined by their distance between each other in the sky. So depending on the degree of distance, uh, they form a certain aspect and each aspect has its own different character of what is happening uh, between the energies of those two planets. There are aspects that are more positive than others. There are some aspects that are challenging. For any of you that has ever gotten your natal birth chart done uh, by a professional astrologer, they probably talked to you about the aspects in your birth chart of what was sextile this planet, what was in conjunction to this planet, what was trying this planet. And those terms are just terms to represent a certain Uh, level of distance between one planet and the next, and the kind of influence of energy that presented in your birth chart. Planets make aspects every single day. Every time a planet moves, every time a celestial body like the sun or the moon, anytime they shift or they move, they are in a certain degree of distance from a neighboring planet, from a neighboring celestial body. And depending on their relationship uh, in distance to that, to that particular entity, it will produce a certain reaction, right? So how close Mercury is to Mars will produce a certain energetic property that we will feel uh, in our own lives, even if that aspect is not represented in our charts. So sometimes your weeks may feel up and down or you'll notice some shifts in individuals around you at work or at home. Uh, It's probably something 
that is happening in the cosmos is probably a certain aspect that's happening, a certain um, relationship or, or a degree of influence that's going on in, in the sky that we are simply feeling here as humans on this planet. So I will be using the term aspect quite a bit and I'll be defining some of the aspects, some of the different kinds of relationships that planets can have with each other and what does that mean for us in real life. The first one we're going to talk about is one that rolls in April 1st. So we start off with a pretty significant aspect and it's the sun in conjunction or the sun's conjunction to Mercury, right? So um, the sun is not a planet. We call uh, the sun uh, illuminary or we call um, the sun just a celestial body. But the sun moves, of course, like all other celestial bodies. So it makes a conjunction to Mercury. As we know with planets, planets sit in signs so signs don't move planets move right signs are fixed and sun the sun is moving through the signs just like all of the other planets the sun is currently in aries mercury is currently in aries mercury is currently in retrograde in that same sign and these two uh, celestial bodies are in conjunction to each other so what the hell does that mean? Well, planets and points that are in conjunction are united in their energy and influence. So they act together. They're bonded. They're hand in hand. Uh, and the closer the conjunction is in degrees, so the closer they are in degrees to each other, the greater the bond, the greater the alchemy. So there's a nice synergistic relationship. Everything's even keel. The energies are blending really well. Um, they're in good partnership with each other. So that's a positive thing. Conjunctions are a positive aspect. They're a positive relationship. In this particular type, the vitality of the sun, right? The, the sun illuminates all that is um, all that is within its grasp, so the vitality and pure power that is present in the sun and the communicative forces of Mercury are combining together to essentially kick up the mental processes, kick up the expressiveness that is found uh, in the mind and in how we express ourselves vocally um, and in written sense as well. So this is an interesting pairing to have at the start of the week uh, in Mercury retrograde where communication is notably not the best. The sun is giving us a bit of a cushion and saying, okay, we're, we're going to soften the blow of this retrograde a bit. So you may feel your mind working overtime and you may be coming up with some good shit. So your mind is out there at work. You got ideas flowing. Your create, your creativity is boundless. It is rushing to the surface. You are feeling really invigorated in your mind. However, we are still in a retrograde cycle. Okay. We still got the pesky retrograde on our asses. So it is important that you still take caution, even with the sun having this beautiful conjunction, take caution with your thoughts and with your ideas, write everything down, take all the notes, sketch all the Venn diagrams, reread everything before you begin actualizing any ideas, putting anything in practice. It's great that your mind is stirring, with your next big move, it just isn't the wisest time to do anything significant about it just yet. On April 2nd, we'll also have Mars, the planet of energy and drive, in a strong conjunction to Saturn. 
the planet of restriction and structure. Saturn is the no bullshit planet. It is the planet that enables us to get things done, but can also put barriers in places we would normally feel free. This conjunction will illustrate that relationship as it may feel incredibly hard to get things done. Not the best energy to have on a Monday, so it's a good time to chill and take it easy and allow that flow to happen. Things are going to get done. Things are going to develop, but it will be slow and it will be steady. This is a conjunction that prompts us to truly concentrate and focus before we act. It's all about being more purposeful and powerful with what we want to create for ourselves and for the world. Making a move right now may seem like the best idea. You still might have that urge on Monday to go crazy and make that significant step that you need to make in order to push a project forward, to push an idea forward, to push a decision forward, to push a person forward, whatever that means for you, you will still have that inclination to do so on Monday. However, if you act before you're ready, if you act before the energy calls for you to act, you could be setting up a point of frustration that you will feel in the long term. So just be mindful of that and take the best steps you think um, are right for you. Also, Monday's moon, we got to always keep an eye on the, on the moon. The moon really determines emotional levels and emotional states. No matter uh, the natal chart of people involved, wherever the moon is at will give kind of a blanketed energy around what people are feeling and how they may choose to express themselves uh, outside of how they would normally express what they feel. So the moon is going to be transitioning out of Libra and moving into Scorpio, which will put everyone's emotional em emphasis on the people, places, and things that change or heal us. That kind of scorpion depth that we're used to seeing in, in actual uh, native Scorpios themselves, we are going to be feeling in our individual selves, no matter what our chart looks like, no matter what our sun signs are. This is also going to support the energy of taking a pause before we actually move forward. So coming off the heels of that sun uh, conjunct to Mercury, we have all our ideas. We have everything that we want to do. We're starting to really think about planning. And now this kind of conjunction we're seeing with Mars and Saturn is only strengthening that. Their energies are working together to where you have that passion, you have that drive, but you're being a bit more practical and more methodical about how you do things. For those of us that are a bit more free-spirited and lighthearted on the surface, this is going to sound like a blow. This is going to sound really boring, really adult, really... You know, just you're going to be adulting so hard with this aspect on Monday and it's going to at times feel like a drain, especially when you really want to go. So it's important to keep in mind that movement will happen. It just may not happen on your time. So on Tuesday the 3rd, there's nothing really going on in terms of aspects or relationships in the sky. 
Uh, the placements are what they are. So we're, we're not really dealing with any major shifts on the third. We're still really feeling um, the effects of the sun conjunct Mercury. We're still feeling the effects of Mars conjunct Saturn. We're feeling those harmon harmonious relationships kind of um, just flow through our lives and flow through how we're really looking to plan, 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 and find that balance in wanting to move versus needing to think and needing to stay the course. What I do want to note on the third is what's of course happening with the moon. So the moon is moving in to Scorpio. It is now sitting in Scorpio for most of Tuesday, most of the third, but at some point, uh, a little bit towards kind of the late afternoon, the moon is going to go void of course. So void of course is another astrology term that I'm going to throw out there and I will shorten it and, and say void for probably the rest of the podcast. But when the moon goes void, it is transitioning between one sign to the next. So it doesn't just hop into <laughs> the next sign when it's ready to make its transition. There is a grace period where the moon is simply floating. It's just there. It's not making any major aspect to any planet whatsoever, or any other luminary in the sky. It is not sitting in a particular sign. It's actually toggling between one sign group to the next. And when that's happening, the moon being the kind of seat of emotion, seat of internal drive for people, it makes people a bit slow. Typically, if you notice individuals taking a bit longer to do things, not feeling like they want to do any work, not feeling like they want to really talk, not feeling like they want to truly engage, uh, having a hard time concentrating, having a hard time uh, really articulating how they feel, suspect the moon is void, of course. It is something that affects all of us, no matter our charts, because it's simply the emotional air of a given day, of a given point in time. There's a theme happening, too, with this placement as it relates to the two before it because when the moon is void it is also a terrible terrible time i speak from experience a terrible time to try to get anything done of any significant value like anything from opening a bank account to like signing a lease like when you do it during the void yeah in this on the surface you're signing the lease you're opening the bank account you're paying the this you're paying the that but somewhere along the line, there's going to be a botched process or something faulty. Something is just not going to go well. And it won't be anything that you can't correct. It'll just be really, 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 pardon my French, fucking annoying. So it's something that you have to keep in mind. Uh, I know individuals that simply pay attention to the voids of the moon because it's something that the moon is so close to us as human beings. We're so connected to it from a physiological perspective, particularly women, that the moon being void, of course, is very, very important. It's probably something that you are, are feeling more often than some of these major conjunctions that I'm talking about. So on Tuesday the 3rd, we're going to have that happen from about kind of late afternoon on Tuesday into Wednesday morning. 
And once Wednesday morning hits, the moon will be in Sagittarius and that will come with a new kind of energy, a new kind of emotional pull and emotional focus. So if you do have anything rocking, any plans, any things you got to do Tuesday night, if it got to get done, it got to get done. Just give yourself a little leeway, understand that there might be some hiccups along the way and it'll save you some emotional grief when you're wondering why did that shit happen just come back to this podcast and remember i told you that we had a void of course and whatever happens in the future whatever does not work out we will be able to fix as a collective and you will be able to fix as an individual so keep that in mind for late day tuesday into wednesday so if you're like me and you like to do things and you like to move and you get really aggy and anxious when you can't move by the time you're listening uh, to this podcast or you get to a point in the week midweek particularly Wednesday and you realize you got a mercury retrograde on your ass you got Mars conjunct Saturn on your ass telling you to chill out and relax. You got a moon void, of course. If you want to go, 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 you're starting to to feel it. It's starting to feel like a stopping point, not a traffic point. You feel like you are at a light and the light just will not change for anything. And that's okay that because that's that celestially that is what's happening um it is really the most deliberate pregnant pause that one can take for themselves that is what the cosmos are giving you right now it's important to know that walking into wednesday because wednesday has a couple of different things that are really going to feed into the agitation that you were probably already feeling up until this point wednesday is hump day it's the middle of the week It's usually when people, if you are in the corporate world or really, you know, working any job whatsoever, by Wednesday, you are ready for the weekend. You're annoyed. (laughs) Something has happened and you are ready to just recycle the week and start from scratch. Right. Um, And that is only going to be amplified by the aspects of Wednesday. So on Wednesday, the fourth, we have uh, first just a little soft touch about the, the moon. The moon will be in Sagittarius. Uh, Sagittarians, uh, for those of you who, who know about Sagis, you kind of know what we're anticipating. Sagittarius energy is all about learning, wisdom, higher education, higher thought. It's about travel, freedom, and flexibility. It's looking at things from a place of non-commitment, a place of observation, a place of embracing of all things, uh, of non-judgment, but also um, uh, really a a lack of of bondage and um, a lack of commitment, right? So, you know, Sagittarians, if you know them in real life, very free spirit, very fun loving, really open to a lot of things, a hard time with really staying the course of one thing, um, a hard time in feeling uh, the pressure of, of commitment and the pressure of bonding, whether it's to a project or to a person. So emotionally on um, Wednesday, the moon is going to be sitting in that kind of energy and it's going to be one where you may feel a bit more emotional about your ideas, your thoughts, your smarts, 
more than you do about kind of the the stereotypical um, emotional aspects like how people feel or like love or care or things of that nature. You're going to be emotionally attached to your mind. Uh, And that's important because we have a pretty significant aspect that day. We have Mercury squaring up with Mars, okay? Two planets squaring the hell up in signs and two respective signs that are not really aligned a lot of the time. Um, Aries and Capricorn, if we had to put them as um, archetype and as archetype uh, individuals, they are very different in how they think about the world, (laughs) very different in how they approach the world. One is a, um, you know, shoot first and ask questions later. The other one is planning the type of gun, the type of bullets, the type of target, the type of all the things, right? So we have someone who is much more methodical in how they get things done, and then someone who's a bit more impulsive. And we have Mercury sitting in the impulsive side of things. So we're talking about impulsiveness in how one communicates. We also have that impulsiveness being dialed down uh, forcibly through a retrograde. Then we have Mars. Mars is the planet of action, the planet of go, 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 sitting in a sign that is very methodical, very practical, very uh, observant, and not really about the go, go, go. So that Mars energy is kind of being stifled, while Mercury and Aries is also being stifled. So imagine these entities as people, and you have two people that feel hindered and restricted and all they want to do like caged animals is get the hell out of the situations that they are respectively in imagine if those two were in a beef which is essentially what a square is squares are beefs when planets square up they squaring up like two people in the street it's a beef it is not an energy of alchemy it is an energy of pure opposition it is an aspect that creates disharmony It's one of um, the more explosive aspects, depending on the planets and the corresponding signs that are affected. With Mercury retrograde happening in the sign of Aries, we have communication all over the place. We have this hindrance of of what we want to say and what we feel. And then we have Mars and Capricorn, which is a hindrance on what we do and how we act and how we move. And we have these two entities squaring off face to face in front of each other. The Sag moon doesn't help uh, because Sagittarians are more about like, hey, I'm just going to speak my truth and I'm going to act in my truth no matter what the hell is going on. So you have this impulse to go. Your heart wants to go. Your heart wants to fly. Your heart wants to flee. But the energy around you is like a pot of boiling water with a lid on. It doesn't know what to do. So we got a lot of aggravation and we got a lot of agitation happening in the cosmos on Wednesday. And then we got a nice little Sag Moon fire starter that's literally gaslighting the entire situation that we're in. So depending on how sensitive you are to these energies, maybe even your own natal chart, this can brew some trouble, right? It can brew trouble in how we communicate. Uh, there is defensiveness in how we communicate. That's, that's can be, um, an issue. 
the need for people to speak really off the cuff and not pay attention or be mindful and, and tactful in how they deliver information. Um, emails that are not written in the right way. Uh, text uh, that is void of tone. So you don't know, you know, you got things, you, you reading things that you don't like to see. You got people saying things that are hitting your ear wrong. It's all kind of stuff that can go completely awry, right? What would this look like in a, in a everyday scenario? So it's Wednesday, you're at work, you got that weekly 10 a.m. meeting. Someone who usually says something dumb proceeds to say some dumb shit. Not only is it dumb, it's loud and dumb. It's loud, dumb, and irrational, right? And you're listening to it and, and it's, it's loud and dumb. It's, it's wrong and strong. And normally you would just lay low and keep your thoughts to yourself. Gossip about it afterwards, maybe. Laugh about it at lunch. However, on Wednesday, that innate judgment to shut up, <laughs> shut up your mouth, will be harder to comply with. You will need some reinforcements. Maybe you'll need to schedule some much needed trap music afterwards to listen to. Maybe you need some future in your life. I don't know. Maybe you need to review this episode beforehand so you know what you're walking into. Maybe you need to hit the play button at like 930 and just make sure you have this in your head. I don't know. Maybe you need to have your friends send you a shut the hell up text in the middle of the meeting across the room just to make sure you don't blow your top because something's going to hit your ear wrong and you're going to want to blow your top. And I'm telling you, don't, don't just let it happen. It's only one day, maybe a day and a half. It's only a day and a half. It's only Wednesday, maybe to Thursday. It's okay. It will pass. That energy will pass. That positioning of those planets will pass. It will eventually phase itself out in the coming days. Okay, so make sure you note this ahead of time. You will feel really aggy about how you think, how you feel, your opinions, your ideas. There are going to be people that are not going to heed the warning and they're going to stand on their little soapbox and talk about all the things they think and feel. And it won't be the greatest thing you want to hear, but just let it happen. Let it happen. Let it happen. Go on. Enjoy your life. Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. Because whatever you say, <laughs> it will not come out correctly uh, and you will fall victim to this aspect. And I don't want you to. It's just be mindful, be aware, set up whatever guard you need to uh, because the energy is ripe for this kind of interaction. Okay? Don't say I didn't warn you. All right. So after Wednesday... Thursday should be easy because on Thursday, April 5th, we got another square <laughs> this time. Mercury, you know, Mercury's just getting in a lot of, Mercury got a lot of stuff going on this week, right? Mercury, this little retrograde ass is squaring up with somebody else. This time it is squaring up with Saturn, right? Now Saturn is in Capricorn. Now the difference between Saturn and Mars being in Capricorn is that Saturn is actually at home in Capricorn. It is the ruling planet of that sign. So Capricorns are ruled by the planet Saturn. Saturn is the planet of restrictions, of boundaries, of structure, of frameworks, of going about things with purpose, not being reckless. It is the ant 
antithesis to Mars, which is about go, 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 do what feels right. Saturn is about do what is right. Okay. So Saturn is at home in Capricorn. Um, doesn't necessarily mean that this square is going to be any better, but it does take a bit of the edge off that we felt on Wednesday or that we will feel on Wednesday. Here, we will feel the pressure of patience very intensely. Okay. Again, Saturn is at home, chilling in its home sign of Capricorn. So it's really about the stress and the agitation going back to that. How do we balance wanting to move, wanting to go versus needing to stay, needing to take it easy? So we're going to feel that in a, in a much more deeper um, fashion than, than we did at the start of the week right? So we're going to feel our minds moving faster um, than we can act on it and feel a bit stir crazy, right? That, that's something that the energy is right for that kind of um, behavior. The creative block, right? So people talk about, many artists talk about having that creative block. Really anyone can have it. You can be a business person. You can be an artist. Creativity is creativity, right? You can have a creative block at any point in time. So we will feel that it will be apparent in you and it'll be apparent in others. Ideas will feel incomplete, but we won't have the same reckless abandon or our, our wanton, uh, courage of conviction that we had on, uh, on Wednesday we had that we, that we had the day before, right? The energy of, you know, say it with your chest. That's not something that's going to hit on Thursday. Uh, it's more so an internal feeling of, um, wanting to be free and having this freedom to just move and say what we want and think what we want and put plans in motion and make the steps and do the things. Right. So you may find yourself uh, with this type of placement. If you're communicating your ideas, they're going to really come from the 30,000 foot view, because between the Mercury retrograde and the Mercury square, it's going to be hard for you to truly articulate yourself in a way that's not all over the place. So you're going to be really speaking from a 30,000 foot view as opposed to on the ground level with the rest of humanity. You may even get impatient with yourself. Uh, feel like you haven't truly covered all the bases in whatever, um, decision-making process that you're undergoing, whether it's about yourself, whether it's about a relationship, whether it's about work, whether it's about your family, your kids, your spouses, your boyfriends, your girlfriends, your vacation time, whatever you want to do, you may feel, um, at a, kind of a, at a loss at points um, with this placement because you got that strong Saturn and Capricorn saying, you are going to chill the fuck out. <laughs> You're going to chill out. You're going to have to chill out. You're going to have to relax. Um, and so there, that's that beef. That's that constant, constant struggle. Uh, and more often than not, especially with a retrograde pl- present, um, the more dominant planet, the planet that's really going direct that's typically the planet that wins. And, and I put my money on Saturn uh, for Thursday. Uh, that's, that's the planet that's going to win. So it's a great day to plan a happy hour and think about absolutely nothing until the energy dissolves and you are back to normal. That moon is still in Sag. Uh, so you will feel the urge to maybe uh, philosophize about life and be all Socratic with your thought process as you are communicating from the highest pinnacle of your existence. However, 
you will sound crazy as shit and it will probably come out all mumbo jumbo. Um, some of us will be a bit better at getting our thoughts straight than others. Um, so that's why you listen to these things ahead of time. So you know what you're walking into uh, before you sound like a mad person on Thursday with all of these energies out there for us. So on the sixth, again, we don't, similarly to the third, we don't have any real uh, conjunctions or trines or sextiles or any of those really fancy aspects. We don't have really anything going on except the moon moving into Capricorn on the sixth. So um, the Capricorn sign is one of realism. It's one of maturity. It's one for a focus on uh, commitments and responsibility. It's a, it's a sign of responsibility, which is why Saturn is the perfect ruler. Saturn is what governs and forces responsibility on us. Uh, so the moon is going to be moving into Capricorn on the 6th, and this will prompt a deep connection to the practicality of life. This will help with uh, the recent squaring, <laughs> the recent squaring that Mercury has been doing to Mars and to Saturn, that both, both of those planets sat in Capricorn. Uh, Saturn is still sitting in Capricorn <clears throat> for the next three years, so that'll be there for, for a long time. But it's a nice um, relationship to that because when the moon is in Capricorn, everyone is, even if you are a person who loves to live in fantasy, who loves to live in freedom, who loves to live in their ideals, there will still be a practical sense in how you feel uh, the movement of those ideals and feel, feel the rhythm of that freedom. And after all the kind of tumultuous squaring up that happened on Wednesday and Thursday, this is a nice way to kind of settle down. So that early emotional swing will move into a much needed dose of reality. Maybe something sprung forth from those outbursts and mental points um, points of mental frustration that we all are, would feel at, at, or are going to feel at those points. Uh, you can now dissect those towards the end of the week. We'll all be able to dissect those from a more mature point of view. The focus will be on wealth. Uh, Capricorn is big on that money gang. So it'll be on wealth. It'll be on future. It'll be on commitments. It'll be on stability and creating more stability and more balance in, in our lives. With that said, we have our last uh, day of the week and we also have our last uh, real uh, aspect of the first week in April. We have on the 7th a harmonious, luckily, uh, aspect at play, right? Thank the goddess we got some, we got at least some slightly positive uh, harmony happening at the end of the week. We have Venus uh, that is, uh, at the end of the week, Venus will be in Taurus, making a beautiful trine to Saturn, which again is in Capricorn, right? So you're hearing the same kind of placements and stuff. There's a lot going on with Saturn and Capricorn, but What's uh, moving here is that Venus is now in an aspect that makes a trine to Saturn. And in classical astrology, the meaning of a trine is that um, the powers involved, the energy from those two planets, Venus representing love, sensuality, passion, beauty, wealth, 
uh, and Saturn representing order, representing reliability, stability, um, uh, steadfastness, uh, restrictions and structures and frameworks all for the good. Those energies are coming together to essentially amplify or stimulate the other. Right. So Saturn is going to put a hyper focus on what it is we truly love and what does love truly mean to us? What is it we truly care about? What do we find truly beautiful? And in turn, Venus is going to amplify what are we really ready to commit to? What are we truly ready to make happen in our lives? So they both are, you know, you always got that friend that amps you up, like when you're getting dressed and they're like, oh, that shit looks good. Oh, that outfit is fly. Oh, those shoes are great. That's what these two planets are doing to each other. They're taking the best from each other and boosting them up a couple of notches. And that's how they're working together. When they're not just blending the energy, they're blending it and raising the bar on that energy in relationship to each other. Venus is at home in Taurus, right? It is the one of the ruling planets um, of Taurus. So there's a, a beautiful relationship between Venus sitting in the sign of Taurus this first week. And it's making this trine to reliable Saturn and Capricorn. So both planets are not in an uh, in, in, in unstable place. They're both in very stable places, which makes the trine really, really powerful. Right. So there will be a deep focus on the long term planning when it comes to love, home, beauty, monetary success, wealth, commitments, reliability. We are not we not playing games. We're not play, we're not playing baby games. We are playing real games about what love means, um, what's truly important, what truly is the recipe for success. And with Venus in play, that is going to come in the realm of partnerships and in the realm of relationships. And relationships can be relationships that are familial. They can be in the in business and in work sense. And of course, romantic. Right. So what does that mean in real time? Well, it, it, this can be a time for commitment uh, between two people you know, engagement, anyone like that, that is something that is, is prevalent and and can happen on the flip side. This can be a truly sobering reality check for relationships in general, right? So, um, if it's not a commitment, then what is it, right? What's on the other side of that? Um, this is a moment where critical decisions, uh, typically are made regarding the future of a relationship, the future of a particular partnership, whether it's business or whether it's romantic, right? So the, the kind of other side to that coin is sometimes business wins, sometimes work wins. So it could also mean a delay of romance, a delay of benefit in effort to pursue more structured endeavors, right? Let's build the foundation. Let's uh, work a couple of more years before we buy the house. Let's move into the house before we have the baby. You know, let's do these very adult pragmatic things before we, you know, delve in the sensuality of love and romance, right? All of that is possible in a relationship like this. Whatever it means for you individually, just know that the air is ripe for serious uh, change. That's for the better. That's for the positive. But serious change, serious decisions made and how two people or a few people are going to move forward 
on a particular issue. Now, that is it. (laughs) That is April 1st through the 7th. I told you, got to break it down in weeks because it's a lot. That was a lot. Um, And I'm just excited to see how it all plays out for myself, uh, for my friends, uh, for my family members, um, uh, who anyone who listens to this podcast, please let me know how it is shaping up for you throughout the weeks. I love comments. Um, If you have questions, if you have your uh, birth chart already and you want to get a deeper understanding of how some of these aspects truly relate to you, Again, we're talking on the global sense, but how it will really target your life. You know, we have to deal, we have to really take a look at your natal placements. Uh, What houses? Uh, Houses are an entirely uh, separate concept in astrology, but they make for a richness in not only an aspect, but what area of your life does that aspect hit? So if I'm looking at the Venus in Taurus, trine uh saturn and capricorn for some people that serious commitment that serious decision making may hit the business area of their life it may hit the career element of their life for others it may directly affect their relationships their short-term and or their long-term relationships right so again I'm speaking in generalities. I'm speaking in how this, what the energy that comes up, but for you as an individual and the relationships in your life, your natal chart is going to speak more to that. So if you know your chart and you have a question about that uh, and kind of what houses do these aspects hit, um, getting some more clarification, even if you know that information already, please go ahead and send a comment in. You can always visit me on my website and send a comment there at www.thehealingview.com. If you've never had your natal chart done and are looking at getting that done for yourself for 2018, feel free to contact me uh, on my website as well. I have all of my um, kind of birth chart and, and tarot pricing there if you're looking for any of those services for you as you move through the year and you're feeling a bit weighted by what's happening in the cosmos, I will definitely, definitely help you through that and would love, love to help you through that. So with that said, I hope you guys have an amazing week. I will see you guys in a couple of days when we get into week two. Uh, There'll also be some other podcasts coming up as well. Again, healing in doses is healing of all the things and sky magic is just one of the things. So I will talk to you guys later. This is all for now, my friends. Happy healing. I'm not going to